Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B&E. What's B&E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on The Horn, 104.9 AM 1260 and hornfm.com. With the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. Wake up, everybody. No more sleeping in bed. No more back thinking, time for thinking ahead. The world has changed so very much from what it used to be. There's so much hatred, war and poverty. Oh, wake up all the teachers, time to teach a new way. Oh, yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, you had better. Get them the heck up. Get them going Tuesday on VNE. It's a busy one. A lot going on. The Aaron Rodgers trade is finally in the books. It is a done deal in the shift of power. Quarterbacks from the NFC to the AFC continues. We knew it was coming, but now it's official, so we can dive in head first. A couple days out to the NFL draft. Uh, we'll certainly talk plenty of National Football League. NBA last night, pair of games, pair of tremendous performances, including an all-timer for Jimmy Buckets. Jimmy Butler in the Miami Heat surged past the Milwaukee Bucks and put the top seed in the East, best record in the NBA, on the ropes in the first round. We'll dive into some hoops. We've got baseball. Uh, we've got plenty of uh, conversations to be had on this uh, Tuesday morning with a lot to do. It'll be a fun show. We appreciate you being there. Early Bird always gets the worm on this National Telephone Day. We'll have fun with that. Also, uh, some other good stuff to uh, to take us off topic as well, which is always a good thing to do as we crank it up on a Tuesday morning. Appreciate you being there wherever you find us. Maybe 104.9 could be 1019 FM, also AM 1260. And you know we are always streaming for you digitally, making it easy, as easy as possible to find us. Put us down, uh, put us on your smartphone there. Download that Horn app. Take us wherever you go. Also, uh, at home and work on your smart speaker, just tell that speaker, hey, turn on 104.9 The Horn. And we're always there for you on the website, streaming live and local, also on the Twitch channel, Mr. Godbolt at hornfm.com. Good morning to the soldiers at Fort Hood, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. We thank you each and every day. Thank you for the great job that you do. It is appreciated out there. Please do be safe out there. should be a nice day today. should be okay. Yeah, it should be. Yeah. Uh, it was lovely yesterday. Uh, Absolutely. You know, rain coming more later in the week. Yeah, yep. Yesterday turned into a, to a gorgeous afternoon. Certainly did. Sun came out and uh, kind of cool and really enjoyed the uh, the afternoon on Monday. Yeah, Tuesday it'll yeah, be... Yeah, it felt a lot different from cool to what it felt like cold before. Well, my little, uh, on this national telephone day, my iPhone tells me it's going to rain today. 50% chance, uh, t- chances increasing as the day goes. And yeah, and the rest be, of the week it looks even worse. Yeah, it sure does. Into uh, even into the weekend, so uh, rain coming, and uh, but we'll take it. We got plenty to talk about and chew on, and uh, get this thing cranked up. But let's start with your headlines, trending topics to start a busy Tuesday morning, including how about Jimmy Butler last night in Miami. UBO Business Services 
brings you the news. Yeah, we'll start in Miami last night. NBA playoffs, pair of games, pair of just incredible performances. In Miami, Jimmy Butler poured in 56 points. The lead is Miami Heat back from 12 points down with six minutes to play. And a 119-114 Game 4 win over the top seed of Milwaukee Bucks. The six-time All-Star hit 19 of his 28 shots, was just as efficient as he could be. He added nine boards. The win gives uh, Miami a three-games-to-one lead in the series. Game 5 set for Wednesday in Milwaukee. In L.A., meanwhile, LeBron James made the tying layup with under a second left in regulation to put the Lakers and Grizzlies in overtime. Lakers then go on to win it 117-111 over the Memphis Grizzlies. They, they too, own a three-games-to-one lead in that series. King James finished with 22 points and 20 rebounds. First 2020 game of, or playoff game of his career. One other note from the NBA word out of Houston that the Rockets are hiring former Boston Celtics coach Ime Udoka, 45-year-old, will replace Stephen Silas, who was fired earlier this month. College football, former Texas wide receiver Brennan Thompson announced yesterday that he is committing to Oklahoma. The 5'10", 170-pound speedster from Spearman, Texas, will have three years of eligibility remaining in Norman. Thompson ranked as the third best player available in the transfer portal. Speaking of portal, curious story developing from Boulder, Colorado, where Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes play their spring game in front of a packed house and a national TV audience on Saturday. Program, though, dealt a significant blow yesterday. Word from reports from Max Olson of TheAthletic.com that as many as 18 Buffalo scholarship players have entered the transfer portal coming out of the game. That includes several of their key offensive weapons. And all 31 players have entered that portal since primetime took over. Major League Baseball, Houston Astros became the latest team to get rocked by the record-setting Rays in Tampa last night. Rays jumped all over Houston starter Jose Urquidy, tagged him for two in the first four more. In the third, they rolled to an 8-3 win. It's their 14th straight home win to start the season. That ties the modern era record. They've won 20 of their first 23 to start 2023. Frustrating loss for the Rangers in Cincinnati. Red scored a pair in the eighth, another in the ninth to snatch a 7-6 win in the opener of that three-game series. Round Rock had Monday off, as always. Express have won 13 of their first 20 games this season. They're going to open a six-game homestand at Dell Diamond tonight, hosting Albuquerque 705. NFL, finally a done deal after months of conversation, speculation, and negotiations. The Green Bay Packers are trading quarterback Aaron Rodgers to the New York Jets. Teams will swap first-round picks on Thursday night. Jets will also send a second and a sixth-round pick in this weekend's draft to Green Bay and a conditional 2024 second-rounder that could become a first. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. You figured they'd get that done. It was a done deal. They just uh, let's let's get everything uh, set and let's wait till the week of the draft and we'll go ahead and sure. finalize that deal. Because coming out of the draft uh, this weekend, Buck is when teams they're going to figure out what the, what they're going to do with the rest of their team. Yeah, they start. They're going to deal with. Well, they know what their team looks like at that point. I mean, you may add a couple of guys between once the draft is over, though. You know your roster almost uh, fully. Uh, you, you've gotten through free agency and trades you're going to make, and then you draft your players. However many draft picks you have. And then uh, rookie mini camps begin right beyond that, and then the the other mini camps. So probably smart to get this thing done. And the teams now know you know what draft picks they have added. The Packers have added, you know, the, the, they, it's a two pick swap in the uh, in the first round. The uh, the Jets will now draft 15th. The Packers will jump up to 13th. They'll also pick up one of those two second round picks that the uh, the Jets had. Of course, they traded Elijah Moore to the Browns to pick up that second uh, second round pick. They used that. It's pick number 42 overall. So the Packers now have 13 and 42 in the the first and second rounds. And then the, the big one becomes next year, that second round pick that could yes. be a first. If And again, if it, it, the, the deal is if Aaron Rodgers plays 65% of the snaps or more, it will become a first-round draft pick, which, you know, that's the Jets' hope. He plays more than 65% well, yeah. of the plays. If he does, they're going to be in the mix. Uh, and, again, we've had this conversation over and over again, but it's, it's now official. 
And it's just stunning, Buck, the shift of quarterback power to the AFC. We already know Patrick Mahomes resides in the AFC at Kansas City. You've got Joe Burrow and Josh Allen and now Aaron Rodgers joining Justin Herbert and Tua and Russell Wilson uh, in the AFC. You know, the, the question in the NFC is this. Jalen Hurts is the best quarterback in the conference. He just signed his mega deal, but he's only proven it for one year. Who's the second-best quarterback in the NFC? Ty, you get in on this, too. Who's the second-best quarterback in the NFC National Football Conference wow. behind Jalen Hurts? Your choices, Dak Prescott, Derek Carr, Matt Stafford, Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, Daniel Jones. Bryce Young. Or Bryce Young. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because then you have the group of uh, of unproven players in that conference that, you know, who knows? I mean, uh, you know, Carolina's going to draft Bryce Young. Tampa's got Kyle Trask. Atlanta's going to go with the youngster Desmond Ritter, Justin Fields in Chicago. Or it was either going to be Bryce. Geno Smith. Let's put Geno Smith on the list. He's all pro. Kyler Murray's hurt, of course, so we can't put him on the list. Um, yeah, I mean, Geno was all pro. Yeah. So, but, uh, but who's number two? Is Jalen Hurts one? Yes. Okay. Who's two? Purdy. <laughs> Brock Purdy. <laughs> He's hurt. Yeah, they're either hurt or not playing or they're Dak Prescott because you don't know. Dak would have to be in the top top three or four. Yeah, for sure. And this is why for the Dallas Cowboys, they have a good weekend off of a good offseason. Right. This thing is completely wide open because only, you know, in the conferences, each each conference has 16 teams. Only yeah. one can make the Super Bowl. The only reason I take Daniel Jones over, over – uh, Dak Prescott right now is because of the coach. That's it. It's just the coach. I would not take Daniel Jones over Dak Prescott, but he had like 15 passing touchdowns last year. He didn't turn it over though. But yeah, I mean that's the thing, right? Every one of them comes with you know they're just kind of like e. I mean Matt Stafford yeah. is probably the lock at number two, maybe number one. Well, if we he's don't healthy. know if he could ever throw anymore. Right. We just don't know how healthy Matthew Matthew Stafford is. There's been the rumblings of significant uh, neck injury that um, who knows if he'll be right again. Yeah, you had to put Geno Smith. You had to put Kirk Cousins in there. I mean. Okay, well, that's the commentary then. If you're if you're debating Geno Smith or Kirk Cousins or Dak Prescott, right? It's a wide open conference because quarterbacks uh, are the key, and they're all in the AFC now. I mean, all the best quarterbacks are playing in the in the in the AFC. Which seriously, if Brock Purdy were healthy and we knew he was coming back again, I wouldn't be afraid to put him as maybe the third guy. Based on what we saw last year, yeah. I mean, he was tremendous. And look for Jalen Hurts. I mean, for the Eagles, if you're if, you'd be dumb not to take Bijan Robinson with a oh, tenth dude, pick. I think they're going to take him. That that's. This is this is a floater. You you go for you go for the gusto now. I mean, he's sitting there. It's a luxury pick, yes, absolutely. But man, the conference. I mean, you could dominate the conference for a deck for half a decade. Yeah, you just paid a guy thing right. a gazillion dollars at quarterback. Now go ahead and load him up now and win while you can win. That's not to say you still got to go through Patrick Mahomes, Eagles. I mean, no matter what, if you if you get to the Super Bowl, they're still going to be waiting for you. They've already beaten Yeah, you. I mean, but to get to the Super Bowl and give yourself a shot at it, I mean, it's never been more wide open in the AFC because obviously Tom Brady— Well, nobody's Brady, better. Nobody's better if, if they get right. B. John Robinson. There's, there's nobody. There's no, there's no 49ers. I don't care if Brock Purdy's healthy. There's no 49ers. There's no Cowboys. There's no Green Bay, well, I, I'm not Minnesota. Gonna, yeah, I mean, they'll be—it would be similar to when the 49ers acquired Christian McCaffrey last right. year, and you're like, wow, that's— Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle. Who cares who the quarterback is? Great right. offensive line. I mean, that's uh, that's that's some firepower. And I believe you have to go for that. I believe Philly will do it now. He. Uh, well, I, I, there's a lot of rumblings that they that he will, or that they will that they they have that pick at thirty as well. They're one of the five teams or five teams with two first round picks on Thursday night, uh, ten and thirty, so they can address. A need at 30, right? They need the depth on their O-line. They probably need or the, defensive some defen- line yes, too. defensive line secondary. But 
you know, you can get one of the best 30 players there, but sure. you can take a, a separator you keep calling uh, Bijan, and that's absolutely true. And, you, and look, you, you signed Rashad Penny from Seattle, but you let your, your leading running back from a year ago, Miles Sanders, walk in free agency to Carolina. Didn't that guy have a propensity for being hurt? Who? Uh, Penny? Penny? Yeah, I mean... Some weird things that happened to him. Look, they, they like running back. Even if Bijan is the pick at 10, he's going to be... It's going to be a committee. They're not going sure. to not give the ball to Kenneth Gainwell. Or, I don't know, maybe Bijan's just so good they never take him off the field. Can we play a piece of uh, t- audio yesterday? Because Jalen Hurts, we know he inked the mega deal with the Eagles last week, but they had a press conference yesterday to talk about it. And here was Jalen Hurts when asked, why you didn't uh, demand guaranteed money? Because that's the big push with the Lamar Jackson conversation. Why didn't you demand all the guaranteed money? Why would you do such a team-friendly deal? Well, look, he's still going to make almost $180 million guaranteed. But uh, a lot of you know, it's still friendly to their salary cap big picture, especially as the cap rises in coming years. Here was Jalen Hurts' answer of why, uh, why he was willing to do that for the Eagles. Money is nice. Championships are better. Thank you, Jalen. Money is nice. Championships are better. So that's the Patrick Mahomes philosophy. He just lost to Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So maybe Lamar Jackson. Pretty easy to figure it out. Well, I said it the day of the Jalen Hurts deal came down. Lamar Jackson should go to the Ravens and say, I'll take the exact same deal. Give it to me. Let's just let's where's get that over third, Where's that other money that you offered me before? Let's go. No, I mean, I think at this point that's water under the, the exa- bridge. The exact same thing, right? Whatever Jalen just got, let's go. He's been to a Super Bowl. I have not. I've been a league MVP. He has not. I'm 26. He's 24. Let's go. Let's just get this over with. Uh, you know, because obviously, and again, it could change coming up after the draft if I've talked about. But there's really not been a big market no. for Lamar Jackson because of the, the the ask for guaranteed money when guys are, you know, Jalen Hurts is signing and you know not getting all the guaranteed money, doing more of a normal contract, unlike Sean Watson. So that story will evolve. Aaron Rodgers is now a New York Football Jet. Uh, if he stays healthy, Buck, are the Jets a real contender in that loaded AFC? I mean, whereas the NFC is wide open, we don't know who the second best quarterback is. Who is uh, whether it's with him or I know without him, they're not. Well, it all depends on that defense. Can that defense come back the same way? I mean, generally, some you, you you either take a step back or you take a step forward. You don't basically stay the same. And their defense was so good last year. They really were D. good. Top five D. Well, I think they can. And look, they 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 still have a first round pick. Thursday night, so it's 15 right. now, 15 in that first. They can get a good defensive player or add to their offensive line. There, there are four first-round tackles. They could grab a tackle. Uh, they could also grab another weapon for Aaron Rodgers. I don't, the Jets, I think they are. I mean, the, the, again, as un, as uninspiring as the quarterbacks are in the a- NFC, it just blog, boggles your mind in, in the AFC because Mahomes is the best. Burrow is the emerging challenger. Josh Allen's there. Um, and then, you know, Tua, if he stays healthy, nobody beat the Dolphins last year when Tua was upright. That's right. And now Aaron Rodgers joins the conference. Sean Payton has formed an allegiance with Russell Wilson in Denver to try to resuscitate and get him back on track. Uh, Justin Herbert is an emerging star. I mean, the only, uh, and you know, a name I didn't even put on the list is uh, Trevor Lawrence. You know, what if Trevor Lawrence takes another big step in year three, and all of a sudden he's <laughs> yes. in the conversation with uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars adding um, you know, the likes of Calvin Ridley to an already loaded offense, and uh, can they improve their defense? All of a sudden, Jacksonville, and I also remember with Jacksonville, they're in the, the most winnable division. Absolutely. Because Houston's still drifting. Uh, Tennessee is, is signaled they're in complete rebuild mode with the new general manager, and, um, you know, the Indianapolis Colts aren't a threat at all. So Jacksonville has to be looked at as a absolute contender in the AFC. It's a, 
it is it is as competitive as it's ever been in that conference. You know, they, sixteen teams. The Pats there, will end up last. I mean, sixteen teams in that conference, and you have you know, ten great quarterbacks, arguably uh, ten great to really good quarterbacks. NFC of sixteen teams, you have got three or four, and a bunch of question marks. God, I never thought I'd think the New England Patriots would be just trying to get a winning season. Well, remember, Bill Belichick has been under five hundred since Tom Brady walked out that door Man. as a head coach. I think it's twenty and twenty three now since Brady bolted to Tampa, and now, of course, Brady got his Super Bowl, and he's retired now. But, um, yeah, that's where it stands. Look, every year is different. We know that. But, man, quarterback play is so important to the game these days. To have that many great quarterbacks in one conference is – only one can make the Super Bowl. I mean, only one. And that's why if you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, geez, Louise, it, 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 it's wide open. And you, you really appreciate what Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones have done this offseason. Credit where credit is due. They've added key pieces, you know, filled some holes, and now they're in a position where they can draft best player – and look, they may not get B. John Robinson. If they do, it would be an unbelievable story. But they have a chance to add some, some key pieces. Uh, young and they pieces already have, the, which is good. And we'll hear from Jerry Jones later say, but as he said yesterday, that they had a press conference yesterday, too, to kind of preview the draft. It was Stephen and Jerry and Big Mac, Mike McCarthy. And, of course, you know, Jerry likes to make jokes. Jerry likes to tell jokes. Yeah, he does. You know, and he actually – I'll let you all play this for you. He said, it, it, we draft fine. Our problem's been the coaching, and he kind of looked at <laughs> he looked over at Mike McCarthy and you know, had like a little yuck it up. Well, you got your you got one. <laughs> Our year problem's left. the coaching. Got We're, one year left with that fine. problem. Got one year left with that problem. Hey, and that now was, get it done. That was all Kellen Moore. That was on. It wasn't on Big Mac. Mm-hmm. So come on, he's got to find a scapegoat. Yeah, never, well, he's not there now. That's it's never great. on Jerry. It's for good time. It's good time years, to get right? after Kellen Moore now. He's gone. Yeah, exactly. You got, it was Jason Garrett. It was Zeke. It was Kellen Moore, and whoever. It, it's really Jerry. We know that. And it's yes. been for twenty five years since he. You know, ran Jimmy Johnson off, uh, but either way, that's just, that's been a told story many times. Hey, NBA last night, what do you make of uh, Jimmy Buckets? What I watched, and that guy was on fire from the get-go. He wasn't missing anything under 15 foot, and then he was taking threes and going crazy. But, man, that guy going to the basket, he drives to the hoop like he's a 6'9", 260-pound forward. E. I mean, he is so strong and so physical to the rim. Yeah, he is a wrecker. I mean, he is. And you almost, I don't want to say forget about him, but during the regular season, how much did you think about Jimmy Butler and the, the heat? But here they are as the eighth seed, about to knock off the one seed with one more win. They've got three chances to win one game. Giannis has been plagued by that, that back injury he suffered in the first game, but they had this game. Milwaukee may look back on this game and say, oh my gosh. You know, we may have left our chin open because we Giannis were up, was pretty healthy looking last night. He well, made were, some incredible moves. Well, they're up 12 with six minutes to play. Yeah. 12 with six to go uh, on the road. All they had to do was close it out, and they even the series. Instead, they're going home. And look, you, yes, the Bucks could come back and win three in a row and win this series. They're good enough to do that. But, again, you left your chin exposed here. Jimmy Butler has one more game like that. You know, puts him on his shoulders. You're out. You're done. The best record in the regular season, number one seed, all that out the window. Did that dude have 20 in the first quarter? He had like twenty two, man. What a night! He had like all like all, all the their points. points except for like five or six in the first quarter. Well, you got to know that the uh, the NBA is liking it. The NBA would love to see Miami push through. Uh, nothing against Milwaukee, but that's a, a sexier team, bigger draw, I think, for television audience. And then uh, obviously LeBron James and the Lakers close. And to, Tyler Hero's out. He's done. He's he done. For, yeah, he got with a broken hand. Yeah, he's he's done for the playoffs. Wow. Uh, I guess because I, I ride when it first happened a month, but so if they keep playing, I mean, I guess he could get back uh, at some point. But yeah, not anytime soon for Tyler Hero. But uh, NBA last night was good. Heat and Lakers both win, uh, both get to within one win of advancing. Your Philadelphia 76ers, Buck, are already through. They're already waiting. They're resting. Well, that's good because they need Embiid to get better. Which I don't know. His 
It's his knee, right? Or is it his back or is it knee? It's the knee, isn't it? Knee. 50-50 shot at being ready for the start of yeah. uh, round two. And hey, primetime, if you uh, go to go to a new team, if you could get the job at Colorado, Deion Sanders, and your opening press conference, you tell everybody to get gone, get up and get out. You guys are a bunch of bums. What's, yeah. What do you think is going to happen? They're going to leave. <laughs> I mean, you treat, leave. if you treat kids in this day and age like that, these young men, and threaten them, not really challenge them, because I – he came across as threatening more so than challenging. You know what I mean? Well, and you know and what they took? They took on the threats and said, okay, bye. Well, and you announced that your son's going to be the starting quarterback, and uh, you guys are essentially a bunch of bums, and you know, get, if you, you know, that portal's there, get gone. Uh, and they got gone. Well, and he talked about, you know, he's here, here for the long haul, and so he's not going to worry about the short-term pain that's going to come. But it's going to come. I mean, oh. When you get through spring, which you know wraps up, and you have 18 players in the portal the, the day after. Day? Wow. Yeah, that's uh, that tells you a lot. And look, how many of those guys did Dion tell to get gone? I mean, that's the thing we don't know. Um, you know, if Deion, that's what I'm saying. When you stand in front of your team and said, "You guys, you know, use that transfer portal." Yeah. I'm taking that. I'm not taking that as a challenge to me getting better. I'm taking that as you're threatening me. You didn't like anything about me that you saw last year. I mean, you can talk to me individually, but don't gather me as a group and start jamming me in front of everybody else. And those dudes said, okay, we're gone. And they already look like a Pop Warner team. Wait till, wait till some of those teams get them. And you, believe me, if you think Lincoln Riley is going to take it easy on Deion Sanders and, and Colorado when they play, he'll try to truly put a hundy on that group. Because I'm, I'm not saying that they'll stay bad, but dude, they're not going to be good next year. You're talking about growing pain, Z? When you, when you start losing that kind of numbers, 31 guys? Uh, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot. Wow. And we've seen similar down at Texas A&M, right? Uh, the Aggies and Jimbo yeah. Oh, Fisher. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, similar numbers of guys, you know, out. And that just speaks to— I don't think Jimbo's threatening anybody. He needs as many as he can keep. I mean, that speaks to uh, where you are with your culture and with your team. And, um, you know, Jimbo— pretty clear Jimbo lost the team last year, lost that locker room. Gosh, kids are smoking dope in the, in the locker smoking room. Smoking in the boys' room. At that time, uh, you got a problem. Uh, more than than you think, and uh, you know, and that speaks. And to, these are star- these are kids that were playing. These are oh man, the best I know player. they were one and eleven, but their their wide receiver who was pretty decent. That guy had a great spring game, and he said, "Okay, bye." Yeah, well, put on some <laughs> tape. Gone. Put on some tape, and let's go. Uh, but yes, that's where Colorado is. Texas, meanwhile, you know, we talk about the good culture. I think the fact that you know Brennan Stewart, he transferred because he wasn't going to play. <laughs> you know, that's really right. what it was about. Brennan Stewart was ranked as the third best player in, by on three sports in the portal. But his problem was he was running track in the spring and looks up and he's running seventh or eighth on the depth chart. Jonte Cook, the freshman from DeSoto, went by him on the depth chart during spring. Brennan Thompson, you mean? Yeah, Brennan yeah. Thompson. I said Brennan Stewart. I was Brennan Thompson from Spearman, Texas. So he'd come in to Oklahoma. So now the Longhorns have to deal with him uh, the next couple of years with with Brett Venables. But same time, you know, from Spearman is way up there in the Panhandle, uh, little town, not you know. Parallel almost with uh, with the, with the Norman Oklahoma, so he's going to Oklahoma. But well, you can read that, the room there. You're not yeah, going to get a chance to play. You got to go. Yeah, I mean, you weren't going to earn the reps back. I mean, you weren't there for spring. You wanted to run track, which is fine. But at the same time, when when you're adding pieces like Sarkaz in the wide receiver room, you come back <laughs> and you want your spot back. You're like, oh, no, that's gone. Uh, we, we and you're going to run track and not be in the in the spring football. That's yeah. not going to work. Yeah, well, just too competitive. But it's not gonna, well, it's not going to work for a new a, coach at that position. That's a positive sign for a program, in my mind, that the really good players are moving on because they're behind really good players. And, you know, if you're ranked third as the number three, not wide receiver prospect, number three overall prospect in the portal, Oklahoma said, come on. Yeah, but, yeah, that's that's the, the portal these days. And thanks to, the, to our texter because I've been asking about Penn State and all those running backs. One of the kids did leave. 
I think Ford, one of the you know the freshman running backs from last year, they had three of them. Is Clifford gone? Yeah, Maybe. Clifford's gone. He's got a ninth year. No, no, he's done. He's done. But one of those really good running backs is in the portal now does he, too. Does he have a little brother or something that James Franklin can get get in there? Or is it his brother that's the quarterback? No, I don't think it's his brother. His brother I, I mean, is a quarterback. I, I was joking, but <laughs> I think his quarterback. I think his brother is a quarterback. Really, here. that's that's funny. But I don't know if he's the next guy up. Hey, welcome back. When we do, you know, yesterday we had a good time talking in with our insiders from programs around the Big Twelve. We checked in in uh, Lubbock and Waco. Uh, Oklahoma, find out what went on in Norman for the spring because they all wrapped up their spring games on Sunday or Saturday, I should say. Uh, we're going to check in coming up with our buddy Ari Temkin from uh, Sirius XM's Big 12 Radio. Get, get a big picture view of how Ari and uh, he's hearing with the Big 12 conversations how he ranks the teams coming out of the spring and into the summer in the Big 12 Conference. 14 teams this year. And we'll talk to AT coming up also, ask who he thinks the Cowboys are going to draft on Thursday night. Uh, we'll hit all that. Plus, Craig Way has his reports and be any facts of the day. It's a busy Tuesday here on the Horn. It's Bucky and Aaron. Be and e on a Tuesday. Remember, Thursday night, it's our annual... NFL Draft watch events at the Pluckers locations all over the ATX. I will be out at the Oak Hill location. Great spot near your house, Buck. Down yeah, right down the road. Yeah, man. I'll be out there uh, hosting and having a good time with everybody that makes it out. You could be a guest general manager, pick for your favorite team. And, and after doing this many, many years, I can't remember a more difficult first round to predict. Uh, we know... You have, if you want to be the GM for the Carolina Panthers, you probably pick what they're doing. And winner, then beyond winner, that, chicken dinner. Beyond that, uh, who knows, including the Cowboys at 26, the Texans at 2-12, and 12, it is going to be uh, a whirlwind. But I will be at the Oak Hill location, but we're fanned out all over the uh, the Pluckers locations. Hardball Hards will be at the Link, and uh, Patrick Davis downtown on campus at the West Campus location. Rod Babers will be on South Lamar. Chad and Texas guy Ty, our guy right there, Ty Henderson, will be at the Research location, which is a cool spot. Uh, Isaiah Collier at Lakeline. And look at that. You folks out in Round Rock get the uh, treat of hanging out with Wags. Yeah, get you some of that. Get you some of that. Ty, you excited about that? You've never been a part of our Pluckers uh, draft night events. Yeah, it, it should be a good time. I heard I heard there were some, some issues with um, people following the right of Twitter accounts last year and accusing Chad of cheating. rigging it of some, some cheating. sort. Yeah, so Pulling I'm kinda, the wool on Chad? Yeah, so no way. Uh, we're, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get that. You know, settled this year. I think it'll be a good time. We're go, see if we, how far we can go in a row to, mm-hmm. to start the start the draft. Because right, there's competition with all the pluckers all over. Uh, every pluckers oh, it is. post their scores. Oh yeah, and there's a winning store. Um, you know who gets the most right day. Oh, this is a big deal. It's not just the, the pluckers in Austin. They do it in the Dallas and San Antonio, Houston, all of them. Are uh, we are we supposed to help the the the, you can. the mock GMs? You can, but um, you know you want to get as many right as you can. So if you have little tips, you can, Mr. Mister Gambler over there. Hey, let's go to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. We talked a lot of Big 12 football yesterday coming out of spring games in Lubbock and Waco and Norman. Of course, the Longhorns wrapped up a week earlier. Uh, look who he is. He is our great friend and former uh, colleague here. Uh, does a great job on Sirius XM's Big 12 radio. Our buddy Ari Temkin joins us on the Vaqueros Hotline. Ari, good morning. Morning. This will be the first time in five years I'm not at a Pluckers for, for the draft. So wow, Ari, you, but, but Ari, you, you, you don't you don't need you to be there, help. man. You're the hardest working. Nobody works as hard as you work. I just, <laughs> I get. I hope you got a chance to to be with the baby there for Easter, Easter egg hunt, and where you didn't have to work. Were you working during that weekend? 
I was not. No, I was off that weekend. Thank you. Good Thank job. You. Yeah, for sure. There you go. Um, well, look. Appreciate right. you, Buck. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, listen, uh, you can still go to Pluckers. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean you can't go. I mean, it's, you're not working. You just go sit and have a have a cold beer and watch the draft. <laughs> uh, all right, before we get into the, to the Big 12, which is uh, completely up in the air, uh, I know you're in the Metroplex there. I know you don't do the Cowboys pre- and post-game any longer, but um, think there's any chance Bijan ends up a Cowboy? Uh, that's been the buzz here. I'm sure it is there, too. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, he's such an interesting case. Um, tomorrow I'm going to be on uh, WIP in Philadelphia. I know they're going to be asking me about B. John Robinson, too, and I know that there's a lot of fear that the Eagles will take him since they're so stacked everywhere, seemingly, except for his running back position and how dynamic of a player he is. Um, I-, I would be surprised if the Cowboys took Bijan, um, but simply because, you know, I'm not sure would they how would they look back on the Zeke Elliott trade and uh, or rather the Zeke Elliott draft and then the, the, the contract. They do have Tony Pollard. You know, do they want to spend that high of draft capital on, on B. John Robinson, or do they want to go in a different, a different area? Um, so, I, I mean, I, you know, if, if he's still on the board by the time the Eagles take, I'd be surprised. Uh, but at the same time, this is the running back position, which, you know, it's important to know that, like, the value of the running back has been diminished, but that's only because of the amount you pay them or you draft them. The, the role of the running back is still extremely important to success in the NFL, to success in football. It's just the value of it. How much are you paying for it and, and how high are you drafting them? And those two are related in some regards, and that's why I think there's so many hard conversations around Bijan, despite the fact that 10 years ago this is probably the first, the number one overall pick. Yeah, I, I, I got to believe, Ari, if, if you're in the position of the Philadelphia Eagles and you've got everything going in your way over the, and you just paid Jalen Hurts the kind of money that you paid him, if you have a, a difference maker, not just a – a, a just a running back, you know, out of the ordinary, but a difference maker. You go, you have to go for the gusto over the next two or three years when that running back is in full stride. There's, there's, I don't think there's any, any, anybody like him that's playing in the NFL right now, with the exception of a, a healthy Saquon Barkley, if he can stay healthy. So I think you have to take advantage of the next two or three years for Philadelphia. I mean, they don't, they're not, they're not in it with this quarterback to every once in a while get to the Super Bowl or, or you know win a championship. I think they're right. in it to, to, get to get to the Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl. And, you know, you win a Super Bowl in Philadelphia once every five years or whatever it is. I mean, that's a that's a big deal. And I think they're going to do everything possible to do that. And I think they understand that a guy like this will change their fate. Because at the end, I still believe no matter how everything changes in the AFC, everything's still going to run through Kansas City as long as that guy is that quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. Oh, I completely agree. Um, well, and especially because, look, Hurts, I think Hurts was extremely good last year and proved a lot of doubters wrong, including myself. But, I mean, he's very much still a right. extreme threat to run the football. And, I mean, you had Bajan Robinson. I mean, guys, I mean, we, we know this better than anybody, and you guys especially, covering him and, and Bucky knowing the running back position as well as you do. Uh, Bijan Robinson checks off a lot of boxes when it comes to the position. And that's on the field and off the field. Uh, the mentality, the personality, um, the humility, not to mention the size, the speed, the athleticism, the balance, the burst, um, and the, the catching ability. 
you know, I, I'd argue there hasn't been a running back prospect as good and well-rounded as this guy in a long, long time. Um, and then you factor in, you know, that he probably didn't have as many touches as you'd expect, given how good he is. And we, we complained about that with Sark over the last, you know, last year, and then even with Tom yep. Hunter before him. Why not run the, run this guy more? Well, for an NFL team, you know, that's gold. Yep. He doesn't have the usage that a lot of these other guys do coming out after three years. Uh, well said. A lot of the debates we've been having with Bijan, how good he can be. And again, when the Cowboys took Zeke Elliott in the top five, I mean, he he came with baggage too, off-field stuff, and uh, that that added to it. Right. Bijan has none of that. Um, no, he's just as good a guy as you'd want in your locker room. Hey, Ari, the reason we wanted to chat was talking Big 12. Obviously, it's all speculative coming out of spring, but we talked yesterday to Chris Level in Lubbock and our buddy Craig Smoke there in Waco and uh, Norman Tyler McComas trying to figure out where those teams are coming out of the spring. We know the Longhorns are very confident. Um, you know, how do you read this thing? The Big 12 is adding four new schools, Houston and Cincinnati, Central Florida and BYU. All four teams won eight or more games last year. Cincinnati and Central Florida were nine-win teams. Uh, Houston and BYU were eight and five both. So, you know, four quality teams joining the conference. How do you stack the pecking order in your mind in the Big 12 as we head into the summertime? Yeah, you know, I, I feel like there's reluctance with Texas simply because of you know, these missed opportunities based on expectations in previous years, but I don't have that reluctance this year because it's substantive. Um, they're really good along their offensive line. I mean, they had a true freshman class, as you guys know, that came in last year that was dynamic, and those guys are only bigger and better heading into year two. So, you know, they're almost underrated because they've been so overrated within recent history. And I, I think, I mean, look, obviously the question marks are there on defense, and I get it, but offensively, I mean, they've got the best quarterback room, you know, arguably in the country. Uh, they've got an incredible dynamic receiving core, you know, led by Xavier Worthy, who's now coming into year three. And, and, you know, we talked about him as a true freshman, how good he was. But, you know, could he, could he bulk up in size? Well, he's three years into, it, into his weight training program. Um, I, I think the questions that exist with the running back position, I, I mean, I, I think this is a dynamic group as well, albeit guys that are inexperienced and are unproven. I still I have no question marks about the running back position. We've talked about the offensive line. There's just no reason to think that this offense will be anything less than dynamic. Obviously, the question's on defense today, but there's we look at the, the whole Big 12, and there's just a whole boatload of question marks. Uh, I mean, K-State won the Big 12 last year, and they lose a bunch, including you know they're all-everything running back and Deuce Vaughn. And this is a guy that, I mean, you know, teams game plan for him specifically, and they still beat him. I love what Will Howard did at the end of the year last year. I think he's sort of extremely underrated. He and Jalen Daniels, it's kind of interesting, even as a KU guy, Jalen Daniels was really good at the front end, got injured, and, you know, quiet in the back stretch. Obviously, Will Howard didn't play as Adrian Martinez did front end and then exploded in the back end. But yet everybody's giving all the love this year in the preseason to Jalen Daniels. And I don't really hear much about Will Howard, despite the fact that he basically led K-State to a Big 12 championship with his arm last year. So I I still like K-State, despite what they lose on offense and on defense. Um, I think they're going to be good, and they're extremely well coached. I think Chris Kleiman's one of the most underrated coaches in the country. I like Texas Tech a lot. They're they're kind of a sleeper team this year. I love what Joey McGuire did. I'm definitely buying what Joey McGuire is selling. Um, I think, you know, they've got a really interesting quarterback room with Baron Morton and Tyler Shuck. At the starting quarterback position, they play a really good early game, early non-conference game against Oregon. So that'll be interesting with Tyler Shuck going back uh, to his old, you know, old stopping grounds to play against an Oregon team that's really good. So they're kind of going to be in the, the limelight a little bit here early on. So TCU playing Colorado to start the year. Uh, it's crazy to think they started against Colorado last year and just a blip. This year it's going to be a huge ordeal. 
Um, so a lot of really good early pre, you know, non-conference games in the Big 12. But certainly, like I'm, I'm, I'm bullish on Texas. You know, I think they, they're sort of underrated now by the fact that they've been so overrated in recent history. And I'm buying what they're selling because it's substantive along their offensive line. And you know, I, I do like K-State. I do like Texas Tech as well as we look at the top of this Big 12. And I think Oklahoma is going to be significantly better too. I don't know what that translates to you know big 12 championship level but uh, i mean i think they're going to be dramatically better especially on defense i agree with everything you're saying ari i I see texas and oklahoma playing in the championship game on the way out the door but i think k-state has the best coach in the big 12 i just i just do i think he's just such a fantastic coach i think that program is bought into everything that he's about i think every time a player comes through the door they're sold on that coach you know and and I, i think texas just overwhelmingly just has the best talent and as I say, and I still say it, eventually the talent will outweigh the coaching. And you keep getting these kind of classes that keep coming through this door. You know, once you start believing in what the coach is preaching and it's all together, I, I think Texas, has, they're in the right spot to have it all together. That's going to be up to both the players and the coaches. But eventually that talent will outweigh the coaching if you don't think the coaching is good enough. But I think, I think K-State has the best coach. But I think Oklahoma will make that big stride. They'll, in year number two under their new head coach, I think I, I, I want it to be Texas and Oklahoma at the end in the championship game. Well, look, I mean, as much as we focus on how bad their defense was last year, I think right. we underrated how good their offense was last year. And, I mean, you know, Dylan Gabriel, again, I'm not trying to bag on Jalen Daniels. I mean, Kansas had an incredible year last year, and Daniels was really good. But you look at some of these preseason lists, and you're like, come on. How do you not have Dylan Gabriel higher on this list? How is Jalen Daniels higher? So, like, just some things where it's like we're kind of underrating the, the composition of the quarterbacks in this conference, and, and he's probably the most – he and Will Howard. Like experience, those are yeah. the two best quarterbacks in the league right now. And and yet none of neither of them are being recognized in that in that capacity. So, I mean, it's interesting, um, and especially from a defensive perspective. I think last year, you know, it was kind of a rip the full Band-Aid off in terms of their schematic overhaul. And, you know, you'd think the growing paint they went through last year will lead to, you know, some will bear some fruit this year, especially – you can't address it at the talent part, and you said it there, Buck. I mean, you know, talent wins out. This is definitely a talent-laden sport, and when you have the talent, it's hard to lose, and Oklahoma certainly is accumulating a lot of talent on defense. Yeah, Texas was just a win away from playing in that Big 12 title game one year ago despite the uh, frustrating losses. Uh, Oklahoma went 3-6 and six in the conference last year. They were a three-win team in the Big 12. They've got to make a significant stride if they're going to play in a championship yeah. game. Hey, Ari, since you're talking Big 12 Radio on Sirius XM, real quick on our final question. Uh, of the four teams coming in, which one are you hearing or do you believe can be the biggest threat? I mean, Houston's 8-5 and five a year ago, but they replaced everybody, including Clayton Toon. Cincinnati was played in the Final Four just two years ago with Luke Fickle. Central Florida has a lot of talent. BYU coming in. Which team do you think is the biggest threat? Yeah, all of them are losing a ton, including the quarterback position. The one I'll go with is UCF simply because they bring the quarterback back and John Rice Plumley. but even then, you know, they've got Gus Melzahn no longer calling plays, and they've got a former UCF quarterback who's coming in now in Darren Henshaw and he's calling plays. So that'll be an interesting dynamic. So really like, I'm not even sure who to go with because we've got new coaches, new quarterbacks, a lot of new players, roster overhaul for most of these programs. So I think they're all building something in year one, but they're all coming in at a bad time where, you know, you, you can, they're, all these teams are coming off of, you know, long opportunities with, with quarterbacks with tune and tank Dell and BYU and, everything else. So wow. I'll go with UCF just simply because they've got the most experienced quarterback. He. All right, Ari. Great stuff, buddy. Appreciate it. And uh, look forward to our next visit. Talking Big 12 football, you can catch Ari on Sirius XM's Big 12 radio, of course. And uh, good to hear you, my friend. Ari, stay safe, buddy.
You too, guys. Take care. Be well. All Thank right. you. There you go. Good stuff. Yeah, well, wide open. He's bullish on Texas, and I think a lot of people are for all the reasons he mentioned. Um, you know, this says, Buck, y'all won the first, very first Big 12 championship. Longhorns need to win the last. On their way out, that'd be footing, Absolutely. fitting bookends. They haven't won a lot in between, but that's the story of the program. I think Ari said it right on point. Texas may be a little bit underrated this year because they've been so overrated so many times. Can they live up to the expectations this time around? Obviously, we'll all uh, watch with anticipation. We'll come back, pick up the B&E facts of the day. Also, uh, get into our coach's corner next hour, dive back into this Aaron Rodgers trade and what it means to the dynamics of the AFC and the NFC. Right now, though, it's Craig Way. It's Bucky and Aaron. Indeed, indeed. B&E facts of the daytime. Do you know that today is Al Pacino's birthday, Buck? That's a fact. Al Pacino, happy birthday. Talking to me? We did it last week with uh, Jack Nicholson. When you think of Al Pacino, what's the first role or movie that pops into your mind? Senator Woman. Is that Al Pacino? Ooh, yes, you got a good one. Yeah, Son of a Woman. For yeah, me, it's Godfather sure. 1 and 2, obviously, but Son of a Woman outside of the Godfathers are probably... Yeah, I thought that was awesome. That's Colonel Slade, the retired cranky blind guy. Uh, awesome film. Ty, what, you're, you're younger than us by a lot, half of my age and way more than that with Bucky. What's the first thing you think of with Al Pacino? Godfather. Really? Yeah. Even, it has to be. And two, two more than one even, but one, both, with just tremendous roles. For Al Pacino. We'll have some fun with that. Also, on some facts of the day, you know, the Longhorn baseball team struggled over the weekend. Obviously, got swept by Oklahoma. Uh, 20 more walks, a couple more hit batters, just a mess, wild pitches. Uh, they're trying to figure that out. Uh, David Pierce said he was embarrassed. The team was embarrassed. They're about to really crank it up. But do you realize that across college baseball, five of the top 10 teams in the country got swept last weekend? Ooh. Five of the top 10. Longhorns tumbled out of the top 25. Uh, but you know this. We'll talk later in the show to our buddy Ty Harrington. We talk college baseball, big picture. Something he and I've talked about. I mean, I think the long and the short of it is there's more good hitters than there are good pitchers in college baseball right now. I mean, the pitchers have been gobbled up by the MLB draft in a lot of ways, and you know the the hitters have stayed. So you got these older veteran lineups facing young arms trying to learn it, and uh, it's a mismatch right now. No one can really get consistent pitching. Uh, and, you know, week by week, and the Longhorns have really struggled. It feels like their team, their, their staff have lost confidence. So we'll talk to Ty about that and try to figure it out. Longhorns play Texas Southern tonight over at UFCU Dishfalk Field, their first games again since getting swept. Uh, also on the B&E facts of the day, the Buck, the, um, we talked earlier with the, the official trade of Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. It's over. He's going to the AFC. If you go back to last year, our you know at theathletic.com, Mike Sando does the quarterback tiers, which is kind of a must-read at the start of every season. In 2022, and this is where Mike Sando, the reporter for The Athletic, talks to 50 NFL coaches and executives, and they rank the best quarterbacks, right? So it's not a media-driven thing. It's 50 executives within the NFL or coaches. And last year, so if you take last year's 2022 rankings, nine of the top ten are playing in the AFC now. The only one in the top 10 that is in the NFC is Matt Stafford, and he's got an injury question. Obviously, Jalen Hurts, with his performance last year, has pushed himself maybe into that conversation of the top 10, but that is just how heavy and loaded the AFC is versus the NFC because Aaron Rodgers, going into last season, coming off back-to-back MVP seasons, was rated as the number one quarterback by the 50 executives and coaches. Uh, he was number one ahead of Patrick Mahomes, ahead of you know Tom Brady, who's now retired, Josh Allen. Uh, Justin Herbert was five, Joe Burrow was six, and then there's Matt Stafford at seven, Russell Wilson eight, uh, Deshaun Watson nine, Lamar Jackson ten, Dak Prescott eleven. So obviously Jalen Hurts is pushed out, but that's just a fact of the day of how one-sided 
the quarterback play is AFC to NFC. Oh, my goodness. But, and, you know, that becomes the question. If Aaron Rodgers, fuck, can play to that number one tier in the New York with the New York Jets, they're going to be a threat. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, they have enough defense to do just that. And they've got enough players on offense. Their, their running back will be back healthy. They've got those young wide receivers. I mean, they're Wilson. Yeah, they're, and they'll they'll do something in the draft still to help Aaron Rodgers yeah, out. They got the 15th pick. And yeah, they're going to do. They're, I mean, maybe offensive line for them. That's a good spot for a sure. line. Or they could continue to add to that top five defense. But look, I mean, we know Patrick Mahomes is the is the standard bearer. Buffalo's right there. Joe Burrow and Cincinnati are great. Uh, but man, you consider uh, Aaron Rodgers now making the if he really makes the Jets a threat. If Tua and the judo school can help with his falling and he can stay healthy, they're a right. threat. And then we mentioned Jacksonville. I mean, the Jacksonville Jaguars are playing in a, in a piece-of-cake division. As good as the AFC is, the AFC South is garbage because Houston's adrift. The Colts are a mess. The Titans are in rebuild. So yeah, if, there's a couple teams that if a guy like Bijan got to eat, it just changes. It screws up everything. It screws up everything for football, for the NFL. Like if he gets to Buffalo some weird way. I mean, that to uh, me, there's another. that's know. another group. Well, sure, but at the same time, that's what we're talking about. The AFC is so dynamic. Like, what if Jacksonville? Like, Jacksonville in that division, what if Trevor Lawrence, who was the number one pick a few years ago, had the one wasted year with Urban Meyer? What if he takes another dramatic step forward with that team and Doug Peterson? Well, now they're into the into the conversation, uh, and, and they can stack up wins in a bad division. I mean, sure. that's one of those things if you're Doug Peterson and the Jaguars, you're saying, we should sweep Tennessee this year. Absolutely. We should sweep the Colts. We should sweep the Texans. Yes. Uh, and that was, I mean, that's six wins. You know, so now you're you putting yourself in a conversation where you can host home playoff games in a very you know you're not in the you know the division in the West, the division in the North, and the in the East difficult. Jacksonville, who I think is a real contender in the playoffs a year ago, uh, they're a team to, to put in this conversation too. It's just a it's a really really competitive conversation. Yeah, but for me now, it's until further notice. As long as Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are together, sure. That's just yeah. That's just too scary. Yeah. I mean, they can win in in so many different ways. Absolutely. Obviously, Cincinnati got the one with Joe Burrow yep. uh, in that in that stretch. Um, Tom Brady got the one with New England. But yeah, in the last five years, Chiefs have been there three times and won two of them. Uh, in as far as the Super Bowl goes. All right, on uh, Al Pacino, Devil's Advocate mentioned. Oh, Scarface. Tony Montana. Tony Montana. Scarface is a great one. Al Pacino in Heat it says Scarface before Son of a Woman, guys. Also, Scarface, 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 oh, yeah. Scarface. Say hello. To my little friend. Man. All right. Al Pacino, happy birthday. I didn't even guess on the fact of the day how old he is. Al Pacino, how old do you think he is? I'm going to say he's 83. Yep. 83 years old. Good guess by you. We're back. We'll pick up uh, these conversations and more. Uh, also, the Coach's Corner in our next hour. Glad you're with us on a busy Tuesday, 1049, 1019 AM, 1260. Streaming on the Horn app, on your smart speaker, and at hornfm.com.